Bam. Double bam. We're live. Good morning. Good morning. It's weird. I couldn't pin the um, phone number in the YouTube comments. Normally, I can just pin the number up there. And I couldn't do that this morning. 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's California. That's the United States. It's a little spot on the... Uh-oh. It's weird. This phone is ringing, John. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to answer because I don't hear... Oh. oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. You're not messing around this morning. Good morning, John. There we go. There we go. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? This morning. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm awesome. Living the dream. Good morning. Someone else, oh, I think we got a bad echo. Yeah, I, I turned off my turned off my YouTube. Okay. As I like to tell people, I'm living the dream in someone else's nightmare. How are you? <laughs> I am living the dream in somebody else's awesome dream. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing. It's a big up. I get up early in the morning anyway every single morning and you know I, 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 I'm testing the, the theory of no rest day at all okay you mean for training not yeah just everyday training on January the first of this of this fall of this coming year will be two years straight of no days off what's the very very least you've done in those two years for a day the least yeah uh, uh, 20 minutes on the air assault bike, uh, interval. Okay. That's probably the least I've done, but usually I always do something after that. Okay. Um, uh, the heaviest thing or the longest thing I've ever done is what they call the three T's out here in Cal uh, in California, the down here in the, uh, Los Angeles mountains. Um, that was, uh, 30 miles on the trail. Uh, with no food or no water. Wow. See, that's the thing. I, I, I'm, I'm a big on a, on a motorcycle, think, right? Oh, no, 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 no. You go, you put on your shoes, aye. put on some good, put on some good shoes and go hike. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like, I like to test that, test that theory of whatever you need water, you need food, you need all that stuff. And I understand that people want to be safe and all that stuff. Uh, however, um, being a, um, veteran Marine, mm -hmm. I like testing my head a lot. And one of the things I, that's one of the things I do whenever I go out on long hikes, I, I won't take any water or food with me. I just go mm. and go fast. The most, the most dangerous thing I encounter are not the bears, not the bobcats, not the mountain goats. How about the rattlesnakes? Uh, I've only seen two rattles. Actually, my granddaughter saw the rattlesnake first. And the cool thing about it, she didn't freak out. She just said, hey, Grandpa, is that a snake? I said, yeah, stay away from it. How old are you? And she just, I'm uh, 53. Oh, you're a young grandpa. Yeah, 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 it's good to go. It's good to go. So the most dangerous thing I encounter is people who are bad dog owners ah that's the that's the worst because their dog might bite you or you might step in a pile of shit 
the dogs are not on leashes. Yeah. And I come and I, when I turn around and come back, cause I go to the summit, whatever that is. And I turn around and come back. I run as fast as I can. And when I come up around a trail, um, not all the time, there are some good dog owners out there, but when I encounter a dog that's not on the leash, um, I have to go around it. I have to jump over it. I have to kick it and keep going. Cause and, I've kicked and, a couple. And, uh, and what, and what um, color are these dogs? Uh, most of the dogs are, uh, pigs like German shepherds, uh, from, uh, Siberian huskies. That, I'm sorry. I was trying to, I was trying to be funny. I was trying to be funny. I was pointing out, <laughs> I was pointing out the irrelevance of, of color. Next, I was going to ask you what sex are these dogs? What gender are these dogs? I was just trying to be funny. Sorry. Oh, I understand. I understand. But yeah, I just jump. I either jump over them, try to avoid them. Um, or I've kicked a couple of them because they're just, they get in the way. They dude, freaking get in the way. Dude, I understand dogs are dogs. That's crazy though. If you imagine someone could snap if you kick their dog. Yeah. But I'm moving so freaking fast. But the thing is, they don't have their dogs on a leash. Right. That's on them. Right. It's totally on them. Right. I never, and they, they, I, have you ever had a dog that like you like to go places with and you don't put it on a leash and he, and he misbehaves? I do not. Oh. That's one of the, uh, I don't own pets. I stopped owning, owning a dog a long time ago. When you started having I kids? It, uh, no, 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 no. Um, I just decided I didn't want any more pets. Gotcha. Pain in the ass. Gotcha. So pain in the ass. I just didn't want them anymore. So, yeah. So, so how is it? What, what, what's your thing? Do you need rest days? Two years of just nonstop training. Do you need rest days or not? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. But but other people would argue that your 20 minutes on the assault bike isn't really a workout. But Oh, 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 oh wait, wait, wait. When that 20 minutes on the workout, that's interval training. So that's, uh, I'm going hard. Okay, okay. Yeah, like today. I'll tell you what today. I did 20 minutes. I'm about to go do something else. 20 minutes on the bike. It was uh, six minutes of a small warm-up. And then 20 seconds at 85 RPM with a 45-second rest. 15 wow. rounds. So, well, uh, 14 rounds. And now I'm about to go lift some heavy weight. The, the guy who was on the show yesterday with me, John Young, the young kid, when I interviewed Haley Adams, he said that one time he rode the assault bike for three minutes at 80 RPMs. Woo! That ain't no joke. I said, how often have you done that? He said, once. That sounds Woo. crazy. I, I don't... One, I don't think that's humanly possible for me. But two, that actually kind of like scares me. The thought of it, yeah, like scares me. Like like finding a black widow in my bed. Like it's it's like real fear. That 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 that. Wow, I've done I've done ooh seventy at one uh, one minute and forty seconds, and um, but oh man, that's a test. Maybe I'll give that a test. See where see where my head is on that i don't i'm not i'm not gonna this isn't a great workout but i've been playing with it uh a lot this last month um i do basically i get on the assault bike i ride the first minute slow you know like 55 rpms and then i restart the, and then i restart the assault bike and then every minute i just try to hit 90 and then i can pedal yeah. as slow as i want and it usually takes like for me at 160 pounds it takes me like six seconds 
to go from like 50 RP. And then, and then during the rest of that minute, I just pedal really slow. And then when it gets to the top yeah. of the minute again, I just have to hit 90 RPMs. And um, yeah. it's, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting. But yeah, it's my it, way it, with flirting yeah. going full throttle. I'm, I'm a little younger yeah. than you at 49, but go, every time I go full throttle, I was talking to some Annie about this the other day, Sakamoto. I feel like I start to have this out-of-body experience, like I'm watching my body to see if something breaks. When I never did that right. as a kid, I just went full throttle. Oh. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I always think that I'm going to have a heart attack. I always feel like something in my back's going to yeah. go out or like my ankle's going to snap off or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's a, there's a workout that Sam Briggs did a few years back where she did three minutes on and I think and five minutes off. But that three minutes, I don't think it was. I know it wasn't 80, but it was hard. Yeah. It was a hard three minutes. She's a special creature. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. She's. Yeah, she is definitely. I remember. I remember seeing her. Oh, uh, running around the track. I was a volunteer at the game. Um, watching her run around the track with terrible form, but beating everybody. I wonder if Sam shaves or waxes. I wonder what her her generation does. Mm, she's thirty seven. Yeah, I'm gonna say she shaves. Shaves. Wow. Yeah, I, I I bring this up. You may not want to hang out for this, John. This could get dirty. Okay. I bring this up because someone in the comments today in YouTube says, I usually love your podcast, but to sit here, to sit there, uh, usually love your podcast, but to sit there and she's clearly uncomfortable asking her whether she waxes or shaves. What kind of dumbass question is that to ask? Joe Ashworth says that in the comments on YouTube regarding my interview with Haley Adams. And then this other mm -hmm. person, Nicola McIntyre says, interview is good other than the creepy middle-aged man questions to a 21 year old about waxing i feel like if she was older she would have put you in your place and told you to back off super creepy hmm. nicola and no. joe I, I um i want to explain to you guys something there are these people who see something in the outside world have a reaction to it and an analysis of it and then react to that reaction and that analysis now, at that point, you are talking to yourself. So, right. Nicola, you've made it clear that you have an issue with me being middle-aged. I don't know how old that is, but I'm 49. And you have a you have an issue with me being a man. So we now know that you're an ageist and you're a sexist. We also right. know that you have rules about asking people who spend 24 hours a day tending to their body. The entire premise of Haley Adams and her cohort is, is that they train, sleep, eat, repeat she made that very clear they all make that very clear to talk about the maintenance of their body whether it be shaving whether it be what tampons they use whether it's whether they use toe spacers whether it's they use cream rinse whether they have superstitions about washing their hair before an event whether they use a sports bra or a victoria's Secret bra it, it, it's all fair game and the fact that you think it's creepy means that i ask the question and you made an assumption or a conclusion from your from nicola from your creepiness yeah you felt uncomfortable as someone craig Wright yeah. wrote sam's vagina i wasn't even uh, has more hair than monsters in character i wasn't even talking about her vagina and and for all you know i bet you nicola and joe you uh, i and this is me going out on a limb i, I know this isn't That's right. i bet you that they Go. are so fucking sexist that if you guys found out i was gay it would have been okay 
If you found out that 15 minutes before I went on this podcast, I was jerking off two guys, it'd be perfectly okay to talk to a woman about her waxing. What if you found mm -hmm. out that I fought every week with my wife because I can't stand the fact that she spends $100 a week on waxing? What if that was the big issue in my life? What if I was a fucking obsessed waxer? What if I, like, I was just paranoid because I'm a hairy Armenian? I was like, I mean, you people, I, don't get me wrong. I understand why it made you feel uncomfortable. I get it. I get it. They're, you're all soft out there. There's all these fucking rules. I can't ask no, a black person if their skin burns in the sun. I get it. It's insensitive. Oh, they want to touch your head. Go, yeah, they, yeah, exactly. Go, yeah. go, you guys. Just don't listen to me. I'm not the podcast for you. I'm not the podcast for racists, homophobes, or sexists. That I am like. You need to find yourself. It, it, it's the it's the it's the it's the Democrat um, from New York, the, the Attorney General up there. I can't remember ten years ago who was just he had a hard on for persecuting prostitution rings, and then we they caught him um, running basically a prostitution ring. You're the fucking oh, yeah. Republican that fucking hates homosexuals and gets caught getting your dick sucked in a bathroom at the airport. Like, stop. We don't even make the comments in YouTube. It's you're embarrassing yourself, Joe Ashworth and Nicola McIntyre. We know you're the creeps. You're projecting that shit onto me. There's nothing like a creepy about asking how someone. I, what if I asked her what kind of cream rinse she used? I mean, cream rinsed. Does anyone use that term anymore? Anyway, yeah, no, I, I, no, I just, they it, don't. It, it's it's fascinating to me. It's it's same with the Black Lives the Black Black Lives Matter sign. I know you hate black people. You don't have to fucking overcompensate by putting that sign on your lawn. I get it. You're fucking oh racist. Goodness. I get it. As, as as a black man, every time I see that sign, I want to punch somebody in the face. Every time, every time, it's drives fucking, me nuts. It's fucking crazy. I grew up in Berkeley. I grew up in Berkeley, California, and those signs are everywhere, and those people are fucking – oh, Ooh. man. Anyway, sorry, sorry that anyway. I, had to, sorry I had to drag you into this because you're, you're obviously a good role model for your grandkids. Um, I don't know. Trying I'm, to be my friend. Yeah, um, and, and, you, and you sound like a good dude who's taking personal responsibility and personal accountability. But I just see these things this morning, and I'm like, dude, like you, you guys, please don't listen to me. I'm not for you. You are not – you were way too yeah. trapped in your head and sophisticated for me. Yeah. I'm not sophisticated. I call myself a, I'm a total dirty dirt bag. I'm a total dirt bag. I don't, I really don't give an F. Why I really you, truly don't. Why did you join the Marines? Um, uh, I wanted to go to college. Okay. That was the bo bottom line. They were going to pay for my college and it wasn't for service. Honestly, the very, my, I remember sitting down with the captain when I first joined up, he says, why are you joining? I said, my parents can't pay for college, so this is what I'm going to do. So I did it. And did you go to college? Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Graduated, all that good stuff. Let the Marine Corps pay for it. And I even tell my, my one of my kids today, hey, if you need to go to college, go join the military. Let the military pay for it. You know, you have to do your service. You got to do what needs to be done. But you can go to school. You really can't. Um, you just have to put in the work. How many put kids? In that work. How many kids do you have? Well, see, uh, let, let me give you the technicalities of my life. I'm married in to children. Actual blood-related children have none. But when I got married uh, a little while back, I had uh, two grown adults that had kids. So they're my, I consider my grandchildren. 
So technically, blood-related, zero. Complicated. Yeah. So that's all right. That's, that's, yeah. that's but like I love days. my grandkids. Good. I raised, I've been raising my grandkids. Are you enjoying that? Oh, my goodness. You don't. A uh, few years back, I was suffering. Suffering from PTSD because I did my thing overseas. Because I did that thing. I came back all messed up. Like, bad. Really, really bad. What do you mean you did your thing? You saw bad shit happen to other human beings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Human beings being bad towards each other. Yeah. Um, I came back and I was going to go back again to get deployed again. I never signed that contract. I took that. I, I'm not doing it. I said, I'm not going to do it. Um, and one of the re- one of the, one of the stupid reasons was I couldn't pick up the, uh, CrossFit games overseas as much. Uh. I know. Yeah. But when I got all that stuff done, um, my, um, came back got my uh finished up all my degrees and all that stuff and then i was uh i found a new wife uh we got married her kids had kids and what it is is the dad um to say they're a bunch of fuck up can't stand them that's the bottom line and they know and my grandkids know that grandpa will show up and do what needs to be done 100% of the time. That's cool. And I love that. How old that are is they? my responsibility. Say again? How old are they? Uh, the first one, I didn't have, uh, you know, I wasn't there when she was born. She's 21. Um, I have a 10-year-old and a 5-year-old. And I have a great-granddaughter who is 3 now. That's awesome. Yeah, I like, and they know that Grandpa shows up. I like kids because, um, I mean, obviously, especially my kids, because um, you get what you put into them. The, the feedback loop is crazy, like, yeah, and they grow so fast. And if you treat them with um, with dignity, respect, integrity, honesty, um, and you and you give them your time and your patience. They will reward you with some fucking intangibles. They will. Uh, oh my goodness! They will reinvigorate I, I, you about the miracle of life. They're they're. I mean, it's it's like one of. The, I always think of it as one of those. Um, you know those movies you watch as a little kid and it shows you like a, a flower, like a seed grow come out of. The, like you see it on Sesame Street. A seed grows yeah. out of the ground and then turns into a flower, and they do the whole thing like in thirty seconds. Yeah, I feel like you see that in kids in real time, like. One minute they can't do something, the next minute they can. Or they drop some word on you, that, or they ask you a question, and you're just blown away. Oh, my goodness. Why do you look over Why your you shoulder when you put the car in reverse? You're like, what? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> the three-year-old just asked me that, and you're just – and then you explain oh. it to them, and then the next time they see you back up, they're like, hey, you didn't look over your shoulder. And I'm like, damn. Uh, <laughs> you know, like – they're like, you only all. use the you only use the reverse camera, and you told me that that's not appropriate. You should always look and use the reverse camera. I'm like, damn, turn this motherfucker into a policeman. Oh my goodness, yeah, they, they're they're made. My great granddaughter, she's amazing. She's three, and she's nonstop from the time she gets up to the time she goes to she passes out. I don't yeah. even yeah, she just passes out. And I didn't think I would ever have have that feeling or that type of love 
or top of type of like I miss them when they're back at their parents' house. I never thought I was, that would ever happen, but it does happen a lot. I miss my grandkids, but yeah. yep, yeah, it's that's a trip. It's a trip seeing my parents um, around my kids. I, I, I it's a side of them that I, I mean, I had, I had really good parents, awesome parents, but uh, it's still it's a whole nother level of awesomeness that I've never seen until I saw them with their grandkids. Yeah. It's that goodness. It's the goodness. It's the goodness of this life. John, John, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Hey, man. Have a great day. Come on. Okay, dude. Ciao. John Woods. Good dude. Damn, he's not messing around. 7 a.m. Bam. Dude just ruled the first 20 minutes of this show. Uh, I'm through the whole video with Haley. Did she tell you if she shaved or whacked? I think she said she shaved, which I found... um, my, I don't think my wife shaves anymore. She waxes. She always like goes to like, and she has to wait till her hair on her leg is like a certain length before she does it. So you have to like, like shaving, I guess. I mean, shaving, obviously you can just do whenever, like just this morning I shaved right here, but I guess waxing, there has to be enough hair to grab onto. And so, um, if she's going to get her legs waxed. She has to have like a certain amount of length. Uh, I had a very long talk with my kids about the vaccine and how they are getting bullied for not getting it. People are so dumb. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, dude, they killed someone. They killed someone for saying that the earth circles the sun instead of the sun circling the earth. They did that. Jamal, what's up? Oh. Nope, not yet. Jamal, hey, what's, good morning. what's up? Good morning, Devon. Doing all right? Yeah, Smith, Jamal, Jamal Smith. Yeah, Jamal Smith. That's a great name. Thank you. How yeah, can sure. I help you? How can you? No, fuck that. How can you help me? Uh, I was, I don't know. I think you were going live and I was thinking about something the other day and it's like, um, I knew that when I joined CrossFit, you know, it was just, I knew I was overweight and I knew that I needed somebody that could really help me train. Like I needed somebody to give me the direction. I can go to a normal gym and work out because I didn't know what to do. I love this conversation already. I have no idea where this is going and I love you already. But so basically, you know, like I found a local CrossFit gym through uh, a girl that I worked with and I like many other stores. It became my second family. Loved it so much. I got my L1. Dang. But I remembered starting off, you know, it was my membership was 150 bucks. Yeah. And, you know, at the time, you know, I was telling my parents about it. And just to put some context, you know, like I'm black, but, you know, telling my parents I was paying $150 a month for somebody to coach me and tell me what to do uh, immediately. They kind of had a little bit of an eyebrow raise because they're like, well, why can't you go to a 24 hour fitness or, you know, anywhere else where you're paying a fraction of that price. Yep. yep. But it took me a while to really get them to understand that it's more than when I paid that $150 a month, it wasn't just somebody over me. It was more of a accountability. Mm-hmm. And one thing I realized is like, which this isn't everywhere, but 
in the black community, I feel like working out isn't working out to be fit in a personal way is okay. You know, if you're trying to have a certain aesthetic, but working out for fitness and health and longevity, I don't think that the the majority of the black community really grasp that concept. Because growing up, I knew that I wanted a six pack. I wanted to be able to be the fastest. And even now, I mean, I've gotten close to having a six pack, but I realized that me being able to keep up with my daughter, which she's only one years old, but congratulations. Thank you. But you know, I realized all the boxes, all my favorite boxes, kids, accountability. And because I realized that I would much rather be able to be with my grandkids eventually down the road. And they say, well, I can't keep up with grandpa yet, you know? And I think the long term of CrossFit is so powerful, but it's hard to get the black community to really understand and grasp that. Um, Jamal, two things that stand out to me. Isn't it, it is okay though to work out for like, I, I work out so that um, my clothes will fit me and that I'll feel confident and not insecure in public. And I love the fact that the byproduct is that I'm healthy. Now I've had to adjust that a little bit because I don't want to, I really don't want to get hurt these days. Right. Cause I have three kids and like being injured is not an option. Um, but I think I, I, and I, I don't think you were saying anything was bad about it. You were just making an observation, but I'm curious what you think, like whatever your motivation is that gets you to move, I think is okay. Right. Right. Um, and I don't think, um, I don't know, maybe you only hang out with black people, but man, I don't think that that's um, indicative of the culture, black versus white. I I mean, don't you think that there's just endless amount of people in white culture who just work out just for the six pack anyway? I mean, that's, that's basically why the steroid thing and that's why the supplement industry is so huge, right? Because white, black or other, these fucking people just want like, I mean, I... They, they, I mean, supplements can't really do anything, right? If you're not taking the good ones, if you're not taking the ones that are bad for your prostate. Well, I, mean, I would but say, yet we all take them, even, right? Yeah, and I would even make, I would even say the statement that supplements, if you look at somebody who takes, like, say if they just take a protein shake, but there is no other workout that they do that they need that protein shake for, you know, it can basically cause you to gain weight the exact same way for sure you know there has to be you know action and reaction you know Uh, are you still going to the gym oh yeah i went this morning oh shit and what what state are you in uh texas and what can you tell me the name of the gym uh jet engine crossfit and did you work out before you did crossfit um very little you know, I'd go to the like twenty four hour fitness and pretty much bro session. Like uh, like I lat would, pull downs, bench press, some curls, no yeah, leg, no leg stuff. The only, well the only thing I was lucky the the only thing that really helped me was um I had a friend and he used to do swimming, so I get off of work at ten at night 
and I'd do a little workout. But then at midnight, we would finish with like laps in a pool. And honestly, that's one of the things I do miss about uh, going to the regular gym is because doing those laps at midnight and coming home at one, taking a shower, I got the best sleep I ever had. What do you do? What's your day job? Uh, right now, I'm a caretaker for a, a guy. He had a spinal cord, in, uh, spinal cord injury some years back. So Motorcycle? I work night shift with him. Motorcycle? Uh, sleepwalking. No shit. No. This guy fucking hurt his spine sleepwalking? Yeah, he fell down the stairs. Wow. Hey, I never give anybody a fucking pass for anything that happens to him in their life. It's always your fucking fault, but I'm giving this guy a pass. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah, I work night shift with him. So that's what ends up happening with me. I Like this morning, I got off at, I worked 10 to 6. I got off at 6 a.m., went straight to the gym got my workout in and like I said once I seen you were going live for the call-in show I was like well I guess I'll stay up before I go to sleep and uh check it out oh wait you were going to go back to sleep no I haven't gone to sleep yet but I wanted to I wanted to stay up to be able to watch the uh live call-in show oh I'm sorry I missed that so you work the night shift sorry you said that yeah I work uh, from 10 p.m to 6 a.m Okay. 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 Hey, are are you still married? Yeah. Um. And is how proud is your wife of of, of you? Well, I I'd say she's pretty proud. I mean, we. She has helped me in ways that I mean I can even see. I can even see a therapist helping me with you know, starting off in our relationship. You know, I was always used to seeing what my parents did where they would have a problem, they would just shut down and let it, you know, not talk for a few days and then come back and act like nothing happened. But one thing I love about her is that she didn't allow me to do that. You know, any problem we had, we solved it, come to a conclusion before we went on about anything else. And Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, Jamal. And I mean, that was the most, eye-opening thing to me because I never really got to see that. So her making me and pretty much forcing me to open up and explain what was going through my mind, I mean, it pretty much had the snowball effect from when I'm, you know, at home with her, if I'm coaching or if I'm just talking to somebody on the street. Ma'am, I'm guilty of this as much as the next person taking the person that you love for granted, but it's so important to to remind yourself every day that the people around you who are good role models for yourself or who support you as you make yourself a better person to thank them for that support. It's huge. I'm so thankful that my wife works out every day and that I work out every day. And you know what? It's, it's, it's not, um, it's, it's not always for her and me. It's just peeling off some minutes, right? So like I'll get done with this podcast and I'll go in the house and she'll be wrapping up breakfast or, or school with the kids. And she'll be like, Hey, I'm going to jump in the garage and work out. And then, you know, and then I just take over and, you know, pretend to do some dishes and, and get the kids ready to take them to the skate park or something. But she gets in her 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. And I'm so fucking proud of her. We should be, we should, I'm so proud of everyone who's doing that, especially right now to take the step to be a better person, not just for yourself, but what it sends to everyone else. And the fact that like you would go to the pool at midnight to swim, dude, 
You're so awesome. Would you ever see other people there, Jamal? Oh yeah, they have a few people that would trickle in, like weirdos, you know? like like fucking meth heads or like homeless people trying to hide out, or like like people who are getting no. at it, like you. No, it was just people that you know they probably got off late or yeah they you know they work a late shift and they come in. How did you get but, um, How did you get overweight? I mean, I think it was right when I started college. You know, I just didn't pay attention to what I was doing. You know, I wasn't. Like just you a know, box of crackers, school. like a like like a whole box of crackers where you watch a TV show or a pound of M and M's, that kind of shit. Pint of Not ice even cream. that. It would oh. just be like small snack stuff. Like I'd be going in between classes. And I'm like, well, let me go to the vending machine real quick. Or if I had a bigger break, it's like okay, instead of me bringing my lunch, let me go to the cafeteria get a burger or something. So, I mean, it was just negligence. You know, I didn't think about it, and I didn't realize. I think that was the biggest thing is that I didn't realize how big I got until after I started CrossFit and I started losing weight because I was like, okay, well, what did I look like before? And I seen a picture of myself and I was just like almost disgusted because I didn't realize how I let myself get to that point. Like, are you so, were you, have you lost so much weight that like your head is smaller now like that? Yeah. <laughs> You know, some people like they get so fat, their heads are big. Like you see those kids would, and their ears are missing and their eyes are pushed back in their head. And you're like, what the fuck? No, I, I wasn't that big, but I will say that I was wearing a size 11 and a half in my shoes. And that was because it was comfortable. And I had like, I know I have like very flat feet, but then it was like, I lost all this weight and I was in a 10 and a half shoe. Holy shit. Holy shit. And I know, dude, you're a boss. I mean, I'm sure it. Uh, and I mean, I'm sure it had to do do with like me being so much heavier, having flat feet. I needed a wider shoe because of all the weight. But then once I got down, I was like, oh, okay, you know, like these shoes are kind of like way too big. They're like flopping almost. Uh, the Tony Tone said, "Big head like Dana White." Hey, the Tony Tone, twenty burpees, buddy. You lay off a of Dana uh-huh. White. You stop picking on Dana White. We need him. Oh, I, and last night, I, uh, while I was on my way to work, I was listening to your podcast with uh, Mark Bell. Ah. And the thing that stood out to me the most is uh, when he asked the question to his wife, uh, you know, do you believe in me? And that like really resonated with me because, you know, I know my wife, she cares and loves me very much, but it was like, it was kind of one of those things that I'd never asked her. So I sent her a message and I asked her that exact question. I was like, do you believe in me with no other context or anything? And she said, her response was something along the lines of, um, I believe in you because I know once you put your mind to something, there's no stopping it. Oh. And it was like, I went into work and I was like, I mean, I could have taken, I mean, I could have conquered the world at that point. Yeah. You know, it's stuck. As my wife says, it's stuck. Like sometimes she'll say something to me and I'll bring it up a week later. She goes, I know that I knew that stuck. That is so awesome. She said something that's stuck and you're running with it. That's always a double-edged sword because they say something fucked up. It could fuck you up. But yeah, I love it. Man, it's so, it's so good having good people in your lives. How old are, how old are you? I am 25. Oh shit. You already have a kid and you're married. 
you know. Wow, you're doing it. I mean, I we've been together in November will be uh, four years, but honestly, after, I mean, I probably would have married her after three months. I mean, she's my best friend. Oh, that's great. Hey, um, uh, and how long have you been at the CrossFit gym? Since uh, July of 2018, so... That'd be three years now. It would be horrible if the gym closed, right? Like if all those people got scattered to the wind, you'd be like, what the fuck? Well, that was whenever the whole pandemic thing happened and we did have to close for a bit. I really got to enjoy um, our gym. We decided to like make videos weekly. I mean, pretty much daily videos of workouts. And it was fun because we had to get interesting because not everybody at their house has a barbell or a bike. So it was a lot of like, we told people get a backpack, fill it with some books, do some cleans with it, do some ruck runs. So the pandemic actually opened up our minds to what we can do with the gym. Oh shit. All right. All right. You win. And then you, and you took your, did you take your old one live or, um, uh, on the computer? The virtual one. No, it was, uh, I did it live. Yeah, that's the only way to do it. People, take your L1 and do not do it online. You have to do it in person and meet these trainers. Did you, do you remember your trainers? Oh, that's the one thing that I kind of, I kind of get upset about because I don't remember. I do, uh, one of the ladies that was my trainer, she was pregnant at the time, but another guy, he was from, I believe he was from South America, probably about six foot three. Uh huh amazing jawline but i like i don't remember um dude me and you are cut from the same cloth i can't believe you said that amazing jawline what a great observation oh yeah like that's animal shit but i mean just like what you said when you're like fascinated with the human body and what it can do you know i feel like if somebody has a feature that you truly like or you see it's good to compliment them on them on it because they, you don't know what that does, not just for their day, but if that's something that they've been working on. Right, right, right. Well, thank you, Jamal, for calling. I love the story. You're uh, no problem. You're an inspiration. You have a good day, yeah. or, or shall I say, a good sleep? Yes, sir. Thank you for always having amazing guests on your podcast and just being super organic and asking the questions that nobody is thinking about thanks dude. that i mean that's just an amazing talent that you have thank you. i can't wait to see you get to 500 me too no you don't want me to get to 500 then i'm gonna quit all right oh, no. i'll talk to you later <laughs> all right bye bye damn this podcast is supposed to be I'm, I'm, I'm i feel like i'm getting more than i'm giving this morning you guys are awesome uh, guys, I'm having, um, this gentleman on who trains at the mayhem empire named Luke Parker on, I think I have to double check. I think it's Thursday morning and he was on this show called bachelor. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen this show. Um, there, I think there's like, there's a brother and sister show. It's called the bachelor and the bachelorette. And so, um, I went, he was on, this show has been on for 19 seasons, whatever show. I, I don't know if it's like the bachelor and bachelorette count as like, if the bachelor goes, that's one and the bachelorette goes and that's two. And it's 19 between the two of them. I don't know. But basically this guy was on 
um, season 15 of the, I guess it's called The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Shit, I don't know. I need to go back and look. But I watched that in the last like three days. I fucking crammed down the season of that show. And uh, that's the guy who got sued on Bachelor. That dude got sued? For what? Anyway, I, I cannot recommend that show to anyone. I don't think it's um I don't think it's healthy. Well, it's such a bizarre show. It's such a fucking bizarre show. It's these 30 guys who are going after one girl. And it's just like a, a crash dating, right? And so and at the end, theoretically, I guess she has to pick one of them to get married. But think of all the stuff you have to do with someone before you get married. You have to meet them, you have to fuck them. You have to fight with them and you have to make up with them, right? I mean, to like, and maybe cook a meal with them. I mean, you have to do some like, so, so she basically has to do that, I guess, with all 30 dudes or, or get it down to 10 dudes or five dudes and then start doing that. But I don't, I don't think, I mean, you know, I know there's people who abstain from sex until they're married, but you, there, there has to be some intense intimacy even if it's not physical, it has to be crazy emotional before you get married. I mean, theoretically, if you're going to make a good decision, you have to get as close as you can to someone, um, kind of work through the kinks, make sure, you know, the, 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 the key and the lock fit together, that there's a significant compatibility, even if you're not compatible, that, the, that, the, that there's a function that would allow you guys to work through any issues. I mean, you, it's like one person has to be a a book written in English and the other person has to be able to read English and then vice versa. You can't like um, uh, 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 marry someone who's a book in Spanish and you only speak English and just never figure them out. I mean, anyway, this show is so fucking uncomfortable because of the pressure that these people put on each other. Um, it's, it's kind of like the worst form of human judgment and hypocrisy and, and I'm okay with hypocrisy. Like, like I understand humans are dynamic. I really, really do get it. But, uh, um, man, you're basically watching 15 episodes of people just miscommunicating or trying to communicate. And this poor guy, fucking Luke Parker, he's only in the show during the show i don't know how old he is he's like 24 i could never have been on a show like that when i was 24 it's um it it was brutal it was it was so freaking uncomfortable it was it was bizarre and what's yeah i i don't know if i should ruin the show for anyone yeah yeah i'm going to ruin it for you so basically he goes all, he goes all the way to the end this dude makes it all the way to the end and then he gets kicked off the show she decides she doesn't like him and the dude she and all the dudes are basically saying about this guy Luke Parker the entire episodes is that he's dishonest he's dishonest he's dishonest the guy who fucking wins the show and gets the chick and is supposed to marry her then they do a follow up episode after that and she kicks him to the curb because he was dishonest. And that was his biggest platform about pointing at the other guy, Luke, about the guy who's going to be on the show about him being dishonest. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, anytime someone has a fucking finger pointed at you, they have four pointed back at themselves. And of course, they paint this dude to look just horrible. And the women in the audience. So basically, at the end of the show, they have this whole like, 
they, it, it, it turns into like a game show where you're like in an auditorium and it's all the contestants who are on the show, the chick and the dudes. And then there's an audience of a couple hundred people. And then the host is like asking them questions and the audience is all women. And it's just like, it's fucking the worst of fucking femininity. It's like these women are, it, it, it reminds me of fucking Jerry Springer. It's so fucking bad. It's people. No one should be. No one should have to go through that or deal with that. Or and 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 why the fuck would anyone go on a show like that? Is beyond me. Beyond me. This is going to be a great episode. Which one, Matt? The one with Luke. And he's he's yoked. He's beautiful, but man, he got destroyed on the show. Whew. Uh, he had to pay 120k total because he made negative comments about the show afterwards. Oh. He had to pay $100,000 for breach of contract. You guys want to see how this works? I'll show you how this works. So, uh, Cedar City, Utah. What's up, Devon? How are you? Hey, what's up? Hold on. What's your name? I'm Drake. Drake. Oh, another great name. Dude, I had a, <laughs> I had a Jamal. That's a great name. And now I have a Drake. I had Joseph before that. That's my son's name. I'm not even a name guy and we're killing it today. So guys, I have this phone right here wirelessly hooked up to what's called a Rodecaster. It's like the $600 thing I got on B&H. And basically, I have a wirelessly Bluetooth hooked up to that. And so when people call, it just interrupts the show. And then I can just answer. And the only reason why I have this cable plugged in is just to keep the phone always charged. And this is just some fucking, like you guys could call this number whenever you want. This phone just sits on my desk. I don't ever answer it except for when the show's on. Drake, what's up, dude? You got a, uh, you got a, a Jew mom and a black dad? I don't. I'm, I'm damn, a white guy. <laughs> damn, damn. You're not the Drake I was. I, I was Drake before Drake the rapper was Drake, so. All right. Man, I love him. <laughs> well, I don't want to take too much time on your show, but I just wanted to call and tell you I just took the L1 this weekend, and it was uh, quite a priceless experience, so. Oh, tell me. Tell me. First of all, why'd you take it? Um, I do want to get into coaching. Okay. Uh, my gym has some coaching opportunities opened up, and um, I mean, obviously, I just love CrossFit in general, love the methodology, love helping people out, so it was a good opportunity for me to take it and hopefully get my foot in the door, start coaching, interacting with people at my gym. Um. Uh, sorry, I just saw t- a text message. Come- I'm trying to get Rich on the sh- back on the show before the um, 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 Rogue Invitational, and I just saw he text me back. That's crazy. God, I'm such a fucking little girl. <laughs> just felt like just got goosebumps. Uh, that's awesome. You took it. Um, uh, do you? How long have you been doing CrossFit? Uh, probably just under three years now. Do you wish you would have taken it sooner? Maybe. Um, obviously, always like the price issue kind of came up because I'm really young, college kid. So that was kind of always a factor, and just timing came up. So how old are you? Able to make it happen. How old are you? I'm 22. Oh yeah. Hey, you don't have kids? Uh, I have one coming in December. Two months. Are you? And you're in college? Yeah, I'm a young guy. Are you, um, oh dude, I can't answer the phone. I'm in the middle of an L1 talk. I appreciate you calling from New Mexico, but I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't Larson. Sorry. G- give me just a few minutes with Drake. Um, so, and, and what are you studying in school? Uh, my degree is exercise, sports science, and then just like minor in nutrition. Were you meaning to have, uh, sex? No, 
That's not the question. No, I'm, I'm married, kids? and it was definitely an accident. So. You're married already? I, I am. I'm from Utah. Didn't you see where the calling number is from? Oh, right, right, right. Thank you. Thank you. Good, good. That that settled me down. That It's like, yeah, in California, it's like, dude, you're a little kid, but in Utah at 22, you're already a fucking grown-ass man. Good. Thank you yep. for contextualizing <laughs> that. I appreciate it. So you're actually behind the curve. You should be on your third kid, and your parents are pissed. Exactly. Exactly. Uh. Um, so you're 22, you've been doing CrossFit. Does your wife do CrossFit? She does. She's kind of been laying off now because she's in her third trimester. Hasn't going much, but once I married her, I definitely kind of made her drink the Kool-Aid. So she definitely enjoys it herself. Are you going to be there when the baby's born in the room? I hope so. I honestly, we haven't discussed like what the hospital protocols are. I think they're more lax now. Like they let at least one or two people in there with the COVID stuff, but I, I'm sure I should be. How are you at 22? Like, are you freaked out? Are you freaked out by watching the baby's head come through the vagina or are you just fucking ex- just excited about the whole process and just like, like, like I, I just can't like, I didn't have my first kid till I was 39 and I was fucking, I needed a front row seat. I was, but I don't okay. know if at 22, if I, I don't know if I, I think at 22, I would have been like that too. There's very few I'm, things I'm, that like bug me or that I'm not fascinated by. I'm pretty terrified. It was definitely not something that was planned. Um, and I, it doesn't even feel real at all. I think every time we go and get ultrasounds, it just is, is just a ridiculous experience. I can't believe it's real. So until, until it's actually here, until it's coming, I think that'll be the kind of flip my world upside down. I'm sure. Dude, you have such a good head on your shoulders. It's not real for anyone in my opinion and anyone who thinks it there anyone who's acting all cool about it is faking it you should be fucking like you're on a spaceship to mars and you're about to be the first person to step on mars it really is like that like you can't even believe believe you're going there you like just imagine the first time you're in like a, a place with no gravity that must be so fucking weird and having a kid i is and then you know what's even crazier drake then like the second baby's there then you'll never remember your life without it. Yeah. It just all of a sudden is normal. It's so crazy. It, well, have you ever had a dog or a cat? Yeah, we have a dog that's like almost two years old. We got it kind of just after we got married. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Like you don't have a dog and now you do have a dog. And like you'd, you'd fight someone for your dog, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah, now just multiply that times a million. <laughs> I can't even imagine. <laughs> Dude. Oh, you would chew if you like if you were dying and you had only one bite of food, you'd give it to this fucking dog that's called your kid. It is so weird. Nothing. Everything doesn't make sense anymore. There's no more you, but it's great. The happiness is off the chart. You're going to be so stoked. Yeah, and I, I, I do. I will say I do appreciate the I listen. I love listening to your podcast and all the little tidbits of advice you get on being a dad. I've already told my wife that our kid's not eating sugar before he's two years old. So <laughs> dude, even those idiots at the CDC say that now no added sugar uh, before they're two. It's so easy. It's so, it's so, is your wife going to breastfeed? Yeah, she plans on it. Yeah. Yeah. Just have her, just if let that kid, at least the way we did it, if we just let our kids, my wife, well, I shouldn't say we, my wife sets all the rules for that shit, but she would feed them until they basically vomited, especially the first one. Just he fed on demand. He could eat as much as he wants. He would always fucking throw up like 10 or 20% of his food. I know someone's going to say that's bad, but whatever. And uh, then around 
I don't remember how old, but we just, when we started giving them regular food, we started just giving them smashed. Um, you just blend up like, you know, a piece of chicken with a banana or a piece of chicken with avocado and you just start blending your own shit and you just make this fuck. And you also have to remember, like you want to feed them all this fucking really bland shit because it will affect his palate for the rest of his life. You give a kid sugar. Um, there's this Taoist saying colors blind the blind the eye. And basically you just don't want to overstimulate your kid. You you want to keep every because those everything that happens before you're two, just I mean I'm sure you know now at 22 it, it, it's hugely influential, right? Those are the things right. that you sort of chase the rest of your life. So, God, I'm so excited for you. You're doing it all right. 22, already taking your L1, having a kid. <laughs> hey, how old are your parents? Uh, they're both 56. Dude, they might see their great grandkids. Yeah, they are. I mean, they already have. I have an older sister that has three kids. So, I mean, this will be the fourth grandkid for them. Are, are, and they must be so stoked. Oh, they love it. They love being grandparents. Are your parents retired? Uh, no, they're not. Um, I know you didn't ask for any advice, but um, the the – the one thing that was really hard for me and, and I had really good parents, they pretty much followed all the rules I set for them. Right. Like, like mm -hmm. they didn't bring, they didn't bring candy and shit over to the house. They didn't like spoil the kids with candy. But the one thing that with the first, my parents would do things when I had my first kid that would really upset me. Let's say stupid things that I shouldn't have been upset about. Like my kid would fall down and my mom and dad would run over and pick him up. And I'd be like, dude, what the fuck, man? Just let him get up on his own. Or they would say shit to him. Like, are you Okay. But by the second and third kid, I realized it doesn't matter what the, the grandparents do. Let them be them. What's most important is that I get along with my mom and dad in front of my kids. And if they do that, that's fine. It's just important that I stick to what I do. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, absolutely. And it's so hard because you – the first kid's so hard because you want everyone to treat them the way you do. But you kind of have to be like, okay – I'm going to accept the fact that the way the experiences my kid's going to get from the outside world. And it's just not worth fighting with your parents. It's so much better to just let them do your kid. I mean, great. And I say that with the caveat of like, if my parents were bringing over like cotton candy for my kid, it would be, I don't know. I don't think I could have accepted it. I'd be, I'd, <laughs> but some of the other stuff is like, okay, you know, like just, they're the grandparents. They're the grandparents. Yeah, and, let them spoil them a little bit. Well, I, I uh, it's, it's even more selfish than that. I want my kids to see me getting along with my parents because I want to get along with um, – I want my kids to get along with me. I want them to be able to be – I want them to be good to me because I'm being good to my parents so my kids will be good to me. It's pretty selfish shit. Yeah, I got to set the example for them. Yes, the worst thing that could happen is that one of these kids, like at some point, like doesn't want anything to do with you. That would be horrible. Hor it, it, it would be, it would be, I can, it, it would be like, um, painting your greatest piece of your masterpiece and someone buying it and putting it up in their house. Granted, you'd have the, you'd have the million dollars, but that would suck. It's you. Totally hear you. This guy, Will Brandstetter. Um, in the comments, this is the guy who's been making me the posts in my Instagram, the really cool ones when I have guests. He sees who my guests are ahead of time and then makes a post for me, like in Photoshop. People are so fucking cool. Will Brandstetter. Hey, would you ever go on The Bachelor? 
Would I? Yeah. Like before uh, you were married, would you have ever done that show? Highly doubt it. I don't think I have the personality for it. It's not the TV show. Have you ever <laughs> seen that TV show? I haven't, but I do. I actually competed against Luke about a year ago in a competition. Um, he came, he was in Utah for a competition and that was kind of when, um, all the hype was around like the guy from the bachelor or bachelor or whatever was coming. And there was kind of a lot of people fangirling about him and stuff at the competition. But that was kind of what I know about Luke. I competed against him. So it's a crazy show. <clears throat> this, I, I was thinking about this, the lady who the 30 dudes are going after. So mm-hmm. basically this is going to be a little complicated. If five years from now she meets a guy and she marries him, let's say she's just out at a restaurant or at a bar and some guy picks her up, right? Before she marries this guy, she's going to have to be like, hey, you have to watch this show. It's that much part of her life now. Like, like if you married her and then two years later found out she was on that show and watched it, you would be all fucked up. And so that my my point is, is that I just can't believe you would do something in your life that's so fucking gnarly that it that it stays with you forever like that. I guess people get tattoos and shit. Do you have any tattoos? I do not have any tattoos. Yeah, me neither. Damn. All right. Well, thanks, Drake. Congrats yeah, on the baby. Wanted- Congrats on the L1. Who were who were your instructors? Yeah, I took it in a pretty cool experience, actually. I took it in Park City at Steelers Gym, actually. Yeah. Um, Did you see him? Were, yeah, he was actually there doing it with us the whole time. He was, like, in my breakout group and stuff and just doing all the movements with us, helping us out a little bit. It was actually a pretty cool experience. I'm pretty sure he retired from the L1 team. That's weird. I guess he came back. Wait, he wasn't He wasn't doing it, like, as the staff member, but, like, just since he was hosting it at his gym, he was hanging out and just, like, doing it with us and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, our staff member was Eric O'Connor, I think is his last name. Boss. And then he was, yeah, he was awesome. A guy named John and then a girl named Tegan. Uh, sh- sh- what was John's last name? I don't recall them saying it or whatever. Um, I know he's been in the game for a while. They were making jokes because he was judging Steeler at like the 2008 game. Oh. And they were joking about how he no repped him and stuff, but. I think I know who that is. Um, I remember that guy. I think I got into he's he's an ex seal. Yep, that's him. Yeah. Um at the two thousand eight games, my motorhome was parked next to the um barn that the big shed at the um and he had to climb up there and do something and he jumped off the shed onto the roof of my motorhome and me and him got into a yelling match together. What is John's name? I really like him. Since then we became friends. He's an awesome dude. Um Yeah, super knowledgeable guy. Uh there were all sorts of what, and, and I, he probably was in between in between deployments. Um, that was the crazy in the in the Wild West. There were so many seals around because of Dave and all the and Eddie Lugo and all the seals involved with CrossFit. It was nuts, and these guys were fucking aggro, right? Because they were in and out of deployments. Um, yeah, but but that guy Eric O'Connor, he might be, he may have surpassed. Chuck Carswell as the most L1s top by anyone. I think it's either him or Chuck. But yeah, I Eric, think you mentioned he's done over about 400 or so. Dude, he's he's a rock star. He's so amazing. Yeah, prize experience, like I said, crazy. 
All right. Well, thanks for calling, Drake. Congrats on the baby. Stay in touch. I'd love to hear more. Thank you, Spawn. Take care. Okay, bye. Jeez, you guys ready for this? This is a call from a this is a call from a prison. This is a, this, I, these happen every once in a while. Roland, what's up, buddy? Hello. What's up, buddy? How is it? How did how did you get time away from the guards to call me? The guards? Yeah. Uh, well, the prison guards. The, oh, the prison. I just walked out. Careful. Um, careful. Are you don't talking get, about Are you tased. talking about my wife? No, you're talking talk, about my wife. Talking about, your, talking about your government. Uh, you're calling from Canada, aren't you? No, is my number from Canada? No, oh. pretty close. My number is a is a Vancouver, Washington number. Oh, good. Washington. Thank God. Yeah, but oh. I'm I'm living in South Carolina now. Oh, okay. So you don't see Miranda and Julian every day. No. Okay. You know who they no, are? No, but my wife. My wife is from. No, I don't. You know, just, I didn't look them up. You, you talk about them on your show. Yeah, they own street parking. They live in uh, Vancouver, Washington. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, that's right. I've been to Fort Vancouver. Mm. That's uh, Justin Medeiros' kind of his home gym, sort of, because his coach owns that gym, right? Yeah. 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 What's that guy's name? So, Adam Niefer. We had him on the podcast. Yeah. He has a mullet. He's freaking awesome. He, he is awesome. awesome. Yeah. What was your name? Roland. R- Roland. What's up, Roland? How can Not you, much. How can you help me? Help you? Yeah. Is that uh, what you called? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I called for... I, I was... Man. Yes? I'm just trying to get amped so that like I can start a YouTube channel myself. Ah, like I'm like if I can't call in, then there's no way I can start one. Ah, but I'm not trying. I'm not going to try to take your stuff. But you um, can take my stuff, dude. It's so <laughs> weird. Have you ever gone live on Instagram yet, Roland? I don't. Nope. I've never been live on anything, any of the uh, Facebook or Instagram. You got to try to go live on the whole thing is so fucking weird. Like it is so weird, but you have to break your, you have to, yeah, I don't know what the word is. Um, You have to step off into the unknown. You have to try it. You have to try it. You have like, you will have all these judgments about it. Like these fucking people on, not you. I'm just, this is probably more like me. Look at all these people in their selfies. Look at these people talk to the camera. Look at these people say this. Look at what are the, who the fuck do they think they are? Oh, and you you got to drop all that shit and just try it. And see, that's so wild. My my wife has has done a bunch of that shit. And she won't let me watch her do it. Like do a video or anything. I can look, I can watch it after. Right. But she gets all self-conscious. It's wild. Yeah, I understand that. It's weird. It's it's um. There's an excitement of putting yourself out there. You um. I think that you should. I think that the 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 good people should feel really insecure and nervous and not. And you should never enjoy it. I never enjoy it. I don't even. But but once it's done, I'm so happy that I did it. It's kind of like working out. Yeah. You don't want to do it, and then you do it, and there's some great highs and lows, and then when you're done, you're like, "Oh God, that's, I'm so I'm so glad I did that." Oh, I love working out. I love working out. How old are you? 
I don't know. I, don't I'm know. like, I'm close to 36. I'm close to 36. Okay. I don't know. Does that never happen to you where you're just like, I don't know how old I am. It does happen. I know you say it. I know you say it quite a bit. In, in my thirties, like, it happened more, but now I'm now, now as I approach 50, I'm like, I'm starting to, I'm like, I know. Okay. I don't know why. It just seems like a good age, 50, like, like it's half of a hundred. <laughs> it scares the shit yeah. out of my kids. Oh yeah. Dang, there's that a was, line to call do. in today. Yeah, Wad Zombie. It's crazy. It's I know. funny. I didn't think anyone would call in today. I did like I did I, not want to do this show today. But last night I'm like, just put it up there and do it. I didn't know. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna get in today. Like all the other times you you started your video and there's like like crickets for a while. Yeah. And this time it was like I have to go after that guy? Oh shit. What are you gonna do? Like, What's that your last guy was awesome. The, what? Guy, the first two guys were awesome. Yeah. Um, what's your YouTube channel going to be about? Well, oh shit, I don't know. I'm. I have. How many brothers do I have? I have six brothers. Uh-huh. So it, it's going to involve something like that. Something a lot of brothers. So to there's talk about a lot of different your shit. Mom had, like, your mom had I, seven boys. There's seven of you total. Yeah. All. Yep. All from one mom. And where are you in the rankings? Number two. All the same dad? Yep. Wow. Your parents never practice safe sex. <laughs> no, I don't think so. They're safe. They, they, were, they were pretty safe, I'm pretty sure. But Do you have kids? The, the, that is a weird... Yeah, I have kids. I have uh, three kids. And, that, uh, and so you don't, practice, you don't practice any contraception either. What? Just three kids? Oh no! I could have a kid every time. I don't know how much time you have back. I could definitely. No, but like a, a little, you get a, a woman pregnant, time. and that's she's pregnant for nine months, and then she I, has the baby, and then for like another nine months or ten months, she can't get pregnant. So let's say two years. So over six years, you would end up having three kids if you just practice no um, contraception. Okay, I have twins. Oh, I have twins. That's one of the things that yeah, I'm. Trying to, someone's trying to call me. Um, you are the worst caller I've had today. I don't know, like, but the, the good news is, is that means your show could only get you could only get better. <laughs> yeah, probably. That is a good thing. That's that's like where I like to start. Just right at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That way I can just get better, like you said. Are you having more kids? Um. No, I'm not like right now. Just I, in general, are you going to have more? Are you going to have more than the three if, you have? If I could choose, if I could get a girl, that'd be. I would like to do that. But shit, seven boys and you have three boys. Are you Mormon? No, kind of similar, like you know, like Catholic. Gotcha. Catholic, yeah. Gotcha. But it wasn't. It wasn't like they. It's not like a sin to use contraception or something. It just they wanted to have a lot of kids. One of my like, guests is asking if you're high. You're not high, right? Someone else just says you're nervous. Oh, yeah, I'm nervous. No, I never, I've never smoked weed. Yeah, I get that, too. I don't know. If they're like, uh, are you high? I once was uh, trying to cross the, the border, and I thought that like my, my cousin might have left weed in the car, and I got so nervous, and then they're like, oh, 
do you have weed or drugs in here? I'm like, no, no, no drugs. And then they're like, I, I thought I was playing pretty cool. And then they're like, oh, we're going to search your car. So, Canada or Mexico? It. Canada or Mexico? Uh, Canada. Dude, that shit is so fucking crazy. First of all, Canada's horrible. But second of all, um, isn't it crazy when people start accusing you of that at the border and all of a sudden, like I've had that happen to me too, where I'm 100% certain that there's nothing in the car and then they got me questioning myself. They're like, are you sure? I'm like, fuck, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, like, I didn't put any drugs in here. <laughs> I was Imagine if they would have found drugs in your car and you had never put any in there. Like you were... Yeah, and, and you know that's happened to someone. Sometime, somewhere, that's happened to someone. Um, I was driving through uh, – I, I don't remember where it is. Someone will know in the comments right here, but it's a small highway. Maybe it's Highway 10, and it cuts through the very corner of Arizona. It's like a small, small little section of Arizona. It's in the middle of nowhere, and there's nothing there but this freeway. It's about 70 miles of freeway that cuts through – I don't know if it's from like New Mexico to Arizona to Nevada or what, but it cuts through the corner of Arizona. And I'm driving and I'm all by myself and I do have a little bit of weed in the car. This is probably 30 years ago. And I hadn't even smoked any of the weed. I just I was going on this trip and I brought some with me just in case. And it was in a glass jar, like the size of like a spice jar. And I see a sign on the side of the road and it says drug checkpoint up ahead. And I'm as I'm driving, I'm thinking to myself, fuck, um, I wonder where that weed is in the car. Cause I just saw this big, huge roadside, you know, like neon sign that says drug checkpoint ahead. And I'm like, fuck, I should pull over at the next exit and find it and like throw it out the window or throw it away or something. And uh, the exit comes and I'm like, fuck it. And I don't get off at the exit. And as I pass the exit, I look down over like the, the bridge that I was on, the overpass. And there's fucking like 30 cops down there with a bunch of cars pulled over. And that was the drug checkpoint. They just put up a sign that says drug checkpoint. And because, and there was nothing else there at that exit, nothing, there was no reason to get off there. And so it, it was just a trap. If I would have got off, I would have gotten busted. Crazy, right? Yeah. So it says what drug it? checkpoint just to scare you. You get off the freeway to throw your shit away and boom, they got you. Dude, Dude that's nuts. That's smart. Yeah. That's crazy that and, they would and, know that. And that's the kind of shit that makes me hate cops. That's why people hate cops, by the way. I like I, like, I love a cop but, now, but like if you want to know why people hate cops, I I've done I, a, I did a ride along one time and this the cop I was <clears> with um stopped at there were these three hotels that all were in the same parking lot and they were all shitty hotels, Motel Six, Motel Eight, Motel Whatever, three. And the cop went to the front desk of every single fucking hotel and got a list of all the people staying there. And then ran all the names looking for warrants. And I'm like, this is fucked up. This is fucked up. That's not cool. Yeah, I'm like in that boat. I like it's hard to figure out whether I like one day I'll like cops, next day I'll be like, I don't know. Turn into like super libertarian. But it's yeah. It's tough. I get I get it. I like I like that I, I have a cop neighbor and for me that's really nice. I feel safe. Yeah. Like he's yeah. just like right now. Like no one's gonna rob my house. There's a cop right there. Right. So, they're, I, I they're do feel necessary. the protection. Yep. Yeah. Like the bees that sting your kids, they suck. But the ones that make honey that's in your in your cupboard, those are cool. Yeah, exactly. And and a lot of it is about the laws that they have to uphold. Right. Like I'm like, if they have to like uphold a law for me to wear a mask, not the cop. You know, 
I mean, the good cops will quit and then screw it. You're screwed. All right. Thank you for, I'm glad I was able to help you with your dress rehearsal. Okay. Thank you. Roland. Bye. All right. Yeah. It's my charity for the day. Sherry, sorry, you called twice, and in both times I was on. Like, it's, it's probably good to get a girl caller. Are you going to set me straight about the waxing? I need someone to set me straight. Set me straight. Hair doesn't even bug me. I don't even care if there's a. I like if someone had a huge bush or a girl with hair in her armpit. Like none of that phases me. Not even, not even in the slightest. If someone stunk. Like, like, and I'm not talking about BO. I don't even mind body odor, but like, if you get, if like you smell sick, like, like bad breath, like you got dead meat in your mouth. I used to work with this dude at CrossFit. He was a senior executive there and his breath was so bad. It smelt up the entire room. And I fucking kid you not. Have you ever flossed your teeth and you pull out a piece of meat from the back and it's like, you get relief in your, like, it's been hurting like for an hour. You're like, what the fuck is going on? You floss and this piece of meat comes out and it has like, it's this stench to it. That this dude could make a whole room smell like that with his breath. Fucking nuts. Um, these are things that I'm supposed to say at the top of the show. Oh, damn it. I was supposed to start start the show talking about um barbelljobs.com. Darn it, darn it, darn it. I screwed that up. I cannot screw that up tomorrow. That is our sponsor, and I have to like talk about him casually, like it's like it's cool. It's a website where you can go to and um it's a website you can go to and just find jobs that are all CrossFit related, fitness related. You want to work in a gym? You want to post a job looking for someone to work in your gym? Oh, here comes Canada. This is a weird name. Here we go. It's just a show with people calling in today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hi. Hey, Savant. Your name is uh, 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 Gulf. Gulf. It comes up as my wife's name, right? It's. I don't. It doesn't even look like a name. Okay. It's a bunch of letters. Um, G U E L P H. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Oh, I'm calling from Canada, anyways. Yeah, I I can't believe they're letting calls leave the country. Awesome! Congratulations for your freedoms. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah, I called in a few weeks ago when on the when you were talking with James and Kate on one of your call-in shows. My name's Peter. Peter Peter, the alcoholic. Oh, the, the what kind of alcoholic? Just yeah, I was talking, and then I was talking, and James said something about sending him a DM, and you made a joke about the fact that he was uh, he wouldn't get back to me. And did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, that's awesome. Is and then he hooked, he, he hooked me up with somebody from the Phoenix, Megan Burns. Oh, that's and, right. Uh, that's right. He actually told me that. That's yeah. right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it worked out really great. Where it has so far. I mean, this is the beginning stages, but I just, uh, Peter, I carried the last call and I'm tapped out. Are you going to carry this call or did I just hang up on you? Oh, I can carry the call. I just, I'm also a little, little thrown off by the fact that you say Canada's the worst because we're not the worst. Okay. We got some, uh, tell me, unfuck me. We got some issues. Tell me. We got some issues like, uh, like we're not Australia or New Zealand, anyways. We're not completely locked down. Okay, point. You just, you just, everything I said is not true. Third worst. <laughs> I mean, we do have some good things. We do have, like, you know, I can go to the doctor. I don't have to pay for it. I do. Uh, uh, you know, we can still get a good public school education. 
But the thing is, you, know, you do have yeah. to pay for it, and you can't get a good public school education. There is, you do have to pay for it. You just don't. You just don't think you have to pay for it. It's like you know, it's like when they say, "Hey, city college is going to be free." It's it, it's never free. So someone, someone. So it's like this: I pay taxes, right? So that right. so that someone I elected can be a char- in charge of a portion of my money that's supposed to make civilization work better. So, and, and like the basics would be: I pay taxes, and they make sure that. Um, my park is clean, that the stoplights in my neighborhood, um, you know, are working correctly, that the roads don't have potholes, you know, just things like that. Right. That the site that the water, that the water, you know, when it rains, drains away from my house and doesn't flood my house. Right. And right. but 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 if they but whatever is left over that I can spend, I I pay my gardener, my nanny. I tip the kid at the local coffee shop. I basically use that money to reward people that make my life happy. And, and eventually, and eventually, at least in my country, it's gotten out of balance and there's more money going to these elected official. And and that's what people don't get where it's, it's like yesterday, someone told me the recall is in California was such a waste of money. Imagine how stupid you have to be to use the term wasted money or wasted time. It's this false sense of like understanding of how the economy or time is. You can never waste time. Time is. I know what people are trying to say, but they're not saying it and they're confusing themselves. You can never waste time. Time is not yours. Okay. What, like, so, and, and, so, and so you can't waste money either. If they spend $800 million, sorry to interrupt. If they spend $800 million on the reelection campaign, all that is is money that goes to people who worked on the reelection campaign. And then what do those people do it? They spend it on their gardeners, on coffee shops. They spend it at Kinko's to make – I don't even know if Kinko still exists. They make photocopies. They, I mean the, the only way to waste money is to like burn money. If I buy a Bentley and I sleep in it, that's not a waste of money. Now, it might be yeah, stupid, but it's like – and so in the same respect, nothing is free. Yeah, but you're talking about there's two different things there. You're talking about taxes, which is one thing, right? And then you're talking about politics, which is a completely different thing. And the fact that we keep electing the same politicians in that waste the money. But that's, that's basically the same thing, right? Is Isn't aren't taxes just a way that we pay for our politicians? That's all it is, right? It's basically we're their bosses yeah, and we're well, deciding who's going to get this the job for the year, or five years, or whatever. Yeah, well, we need to change that. Yeah. Those people need to be need to be gone. Like the the problem is, is or the, we need to find people who spend. Usually... Like we need to find find people who spend the money that makes us happy. Like you like your politician that spends your money so that you don't have to worry about health care. You're a, you like that, and so that works for you. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That would work. That would that kind of works for me too, except for the fact that it's not really us. Deci- the healthcare industry is like. Uh, the healthcare industry, you you know, most of the people who go to the hospital, like 86% in the United States is what the estimate is. When they go to the hospital, the hospital doesn't have the solution for them, but it pretends to have the solution for them. So let's right. say, well, go ahead. Well, just quickly, like we need to get politicians in who, I mean, our healthcare system needs to be overhauled into the fact that we should start talking about health instead of fixing people after they get sick, right? 
which is sort of a CrossFit idea. If we could maybe like get some people to start eating better, we wouldn't have to put so much money into our goddamn healthcare system. People and, and, living a better, healthier life. And, and I and I suspect that we go ahead. Go ahead. The politicians are just in the pocket of all the the pharmaceutical companies and things like that, so they can pr- promote pills to fix us after we get sick. So, like, but the problem is the choices of the politicians that we have to to pick from are usually pretty just people that are already in the pocket of the of the wealthy and the powerful, right? Yeah, they're in the pocket, and, and it's worse than they're in the pocket. They actually believe it. Like people actually, yeah. like we're like the, the the big argument is is like, well, Sevon, you can't just let everyone die. You have to take the injection. You have to give people the insulin. You have to. You have. Um, at what point are we going to allow this to collapse society? Like we're basically codependents. Everything that we're taught on how not to treat people, not how to raise kids, that's what our government does. Our government is just one giant codependent. Yeah, it's nuts. But I mean, that's that's sort of on us because we keep we keep voting these people back in. Like right. we have the right. like, we have the power as the majority of the people, but most people are not even engaged in this kind of stuff. Right. And it comes down to education. Like so, they're leveraging more and more the money fear. out of education. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're That's leveraging fear. people's fear the- of, being, of dying. So you have fifty percent of the people yeah. on the, in the United States are susceptible, are, are basically walking on a high wire, and if the wind blows, they're going to die. And instead of getting off the high wire, which is so easy, people, it's easy and cheap. It's so easy and cheap. Um, you can you you want someone to uh to support you on the high wire. You want the rest of us to pay for you. I'm done doing that. I'm so done doing that. Uh, I mean, it's just, I'm so I'm so like this whole pandemic. Yeah, go ahead. This whole pandemic has just shown us that, like, not once have I turned on TV and heard anybody anybody talking about people getting healthy, about people like eating better, about right. cutting out sugar, or doing any of these things. It's all about fucking vaccines. It's all about just you know wear a mask. Yeah, even though masks don't work, right? Yeah, and it's just like when has somebody said, hey? You know, ninety percent of people that die and have fucking vitamin D deficiency. Why not take someone vitamin D? I realize there's no money in vitamin D, but anyways. Uh, Joe Joe Ashworth and Nicola Nicola McIntyre. You think it's weird to talk about grooming? You think it's weird to talk about grooming with people who spend twenty four hours a day? Um, in regards, every judgment is about their body. Who work out in their underwear and bra? How fucking creepy do you think it is that people want to hurt our kids and lock our kids down to save eighty-year-old obese people? How creepy is that? <laughs> fucking idiots! Hey, just so you know, you I, fucking I, jackasses! I Stop watching my show, fucking assholes! Sorry, what'd you say? I use Nair to defoliate uh, my my hair. Where on your back? You were talking about that yesterday. On your back or your chest? Oh, well, on my no, on my. Cocking balls? I use the sensitive. Yeah, I use the sensitive. Oh, stuff. you're fucking crazy! <laughs> you. Yeah, that was a good job, baby. So there's what? What's that? You, you lather. You I put heard you that. Talking to Haley, buddy. Yes. Oh, yeah. You put that <laughs> stuff on your. Uh, well, first of all, how old are you? Fifty-five. Okay, it's cool. I'm not allowed to. And, and you're a man. You're not a. You're not a 21 year old woman. Okay, just making sure I'm breaking any rules. So you're telling me that there's a Nair product that you can wipe onto your scrotum and you can watch and it won't burn it? Yeah, it's the bikini line version. Oh, my God. 
I don't know, but and does it still sm- does it still smell like that burnt like like that other kind? You can smell it like just burning. Yeah, I don't have a very good sense of smell, so I don't know. I've had a lot of concussions in my life, so my sense of smell is very poor. So I don't know if it smells or not. So you played football? It have a smell and odor. I played rugby and hockey when I was younger. Oh, are you big? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like six two, two twenty. Damn. So you that means you probably have a bigger scrotum and you go through more of that than I would. <laughs> yeah. Um it's just I, I don't want to <laughs> I heard you talking to Haley about it yesterday and you said you used it once and it made me laugh when you said that. I probably and that's a lie. I probably used it like 10 times, but I've only, I only I've never used it at home. You know what I would do is I would go on these business trips with CrossFit. I use the term business loosely. Yes. And um I would so we'd be in these hotels and as soon as I would get there, I'd be like, okay. And I would fucking like run down. I would do this like twice a year. I'd run down to like CVS and buy like a, the fucking smallest version of Nair I could, which was always still a gallon of it. And I would wipe it all over my shoulders and my chest and as much as my back as I could get. Only once did I get close to my cock and balls and never again, never again. And, and, and I would never do it at home because it's just so much fucking hair. And then it just kind of like, then I would go in the shower. I'd set my, um, I don't know, 15 minutes on my iPhone and I, and I would just be like, and then I would jump in the shower and wash all that shit off. But it, it was weird. Right. I, I don't know if I'll ever do it again. Cause I don't stay in hotels anymore. And I got kids around me. I wonder if my kids, if I did that, if my kids would be like, my dad went from Sasquatch to a hairless cat. What happened? I kind of, I don't kind of don't want my kids to even know that that's like a thing. Like, I feel like it's just passing on an insecurity to them. They'll find out someday that everybody does it now. Yeah. I'd rather than I just, just, like, I'd rather just like hairy people and just maybe one, they will make one less thing to worry about. I just knew when you, you talked to Haley about it yesterday that it was going to be, you're going to get some backlash about it. Yeah. People, like, people are yeah, such, why can't you ask these questions? Because these people are fucking creeps. And they're perverted fucking wingnuts. And in their head, they think there's something like uh, sexual or I mean, she made it clear that she didn't like me because I was a dude. And I mean, both of those people said they don't like it because I'm some people hate men. It's like it's like it's like most people are disgusted by the they think that they're speaking up to fight against the protection of the female body. But, dude, one, if you were take him to a psychiatrist we'd find out within seconds that they find the female form disgusting and they want the rest of us to find it disgusting but they but they put it in the guise of women's rights it's like shut the fuck up like people can talk about stuff you can talk about someone's nipple or vagina or labia or 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 whatever the fuck those things are called without it being sexual like just a fucking body shut the fuck up it's the worst thing about being a male your chest and balls is easy. Fool about the comp. So Ryan Parker had a comment. I don't even understand it. Here, I'm going to read this to you. You ready, Peter? Yeah. It's this is from Ryan yeah. Parker. It's the worst thing about being male. Veet your chest and balls is easy. Veet that must be a typo. Get getting your maybe it's supposed veet, to be veet is a type of that's a type of mare kind of product, I think. Oh, okay. Veet your chest. Thank you. Veet your chest and balls is easy. Fool about is a complex operation alone. I'm not sure what he means. Like maybe getting your butt. Getting the whole thing. Yeah. Jesus. Fool back is a complete back. Is a com- Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So it's, what he's saying is getting the back is hard. Yeah. There would always be like a, yeah. so I would come home. Oh, I probably shouldn't say this. 
in the early days, if I did something like that, it would like signal my wife, like that maybe I was cheating on her or something. I'm being a little extreme. She wouldn't like, but she like, if I, I, this is probably like 10, before we had kids 10 or 15 years ago, if I, if I did that in a hotel room, I think the very first time for sure, I narrowed myself. I just got the wild hair up my ass and I went to the CVS and I did it and I came back and I, I, I don't remember. I have to ask her. But basically, she thought something was up. Like, what the fuck? Why does this motherfucker care all of a sudden about narrowing himself? Like, she thought maybe I was cheating on her or something. But also, the second thing was that there, in the center of my back, you're right, Ryan, there was a section I just couldn't get. And it's just like, it's fucking ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. Gotta work on your mobility. Um, it's moot. Yeah. Well, oh, that hurts. You know, my mobility is waning, too. I would love to call, but I have no idea what to talk about. Please do not fucking call. All right, Peter. Thank you. All right, seven. Thanks. It was good talking to you again. Yeah, thanks for the tidbits. I, I hope that you know you didn't infect me. I hope when I go to the store, I don't look for that sensitive nair. But I, I can't promise it. You may have like polluted my mind. I'm easily influenced. Yeah, women use it for their bikini bikini line, so it's it's safe for us. All right. Great. Okay. Bye. Tell James I said thanks. Okay, he'll be on Tuesday. Call Tuesday. Okay. Cool. Bye. Take care. Holy shit, hour and a half. I didn't get through any of my stuff. Um, uh, I want to talk about uh, rain boots for kids, uh, some parenting shit. Um, my truck was stolen. I want to tell you about this uh, Adrian Bosman. Uh, he, he's, he's taught me about uh, low-maintenance friends, about the importance of being a low-maintenance friend. I want to talk about respecting public servants. Oh, my God. I wanted to talk about – whoops, I'm not supposed to say that phrase. Oh, my gosh. I, I – I I wanted to talk about the Raiders coach, John Gooden. He called, I guess, someone a faggot and a pussy in an email many years ago. And I wanted to talk about that because I just find it hilarious that like they he got fired for that, but they're gonna have Eminem, Dr. Dre, and Snoop Dogg at the halftime show of the Super Bowl, sponsored by Pepsi. I will take the faggot pussy uh uh rehab over having Pepsi sponsor these three guys. By the way, I love Eminem, Dre, Snoop Dogg, but they like how about all the whores, bitches, faggot, murder people talk that those guys do? I, I, anyway, um, and I wanted to talk about being a real hippie versus a fake hippie, and I wanted to talk about Luke Parker, but whatever. I guess this will be for the next call-in show. Um, you guys, so I'm excited. We got a sponsor. Hopefully, I don't screw it up on Tuesday. Sponsorsbarbelljobs.com. You guys really should check it out. It's a cool website. I'm going to bring the website up in every show and show you guys. It's just basically a place like if you've taken your L1, you want to find a job, or if you run a gym and you need someone to clean your bathrooms, or you need someone to be your COO or your CFO, you can go there and post a job. And the guy who um, owns it reached out to me. I guess he's a listener and he's like, hey, I want to sponsor your podcast, which got me really excited. I've seen this before. Last call, last call. I'm not going to call. I'm not going to lie. When someone calls from outside the United States, I don't get as excited. <laughs> biased. I'm biased. I, is there a word for that? I, that's not racist. That's what am I? Well, some people will say it's prejudice. Prejudice. I'm prejudiced. I don't think so. I'm prejudiced. Yeah. Prejudice against <laughs> anyone outside of the U.S. <laughs> well, I'm phoning from the, uh, the lovely, Napa Valley-like town of uh, Kelowna, British Columbia, home of the infamous Fred Sapkowski. Wow, wow. 
I got to get Brent on the, did you, did you see when I asked Patrick Vellner if Brent likes me? I mean, I know I'm, I'm sensitive to the fact that I might not be his cup of tea, but I really like Pat's uh, answer. I think, I think with some of those guys that, uh, and Brent, I, I know Brent just because he was a neighbor of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a really nice guy, but he's, he is your typical accountant. He's a little bit, you know, very driven, very book smart, a um, little bit introverted, but, uh, you know, he's, he loves his Star Wars and stuff like that at the same time. So, but he's an amazing athlete too, right? Dude, his body is so nice. But he's L seven as a oh. motherfucker. The guy is a fucking bona fide dork. But that, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But it just, it just no. when you're so like, like I, I got some dork in me too. But I got some other shit too. Like, I'm not afraid to go anywhere. Well, but man, he has a beautiful body. Maybe maybe that's well, my problem. My brain's just a sloppy fucking mess, and that's why my body's a sloppy mess. Right. He's one of those. No, you guys weren't supposed to that, agree with me. You weren't supposed to agree with me. <laughs> and he's one of those guys that if you saw him in a polo shirt and some jeans at a golf club, you wouldn't think anything of it. But once that guy takes his shirt off, he looks like an Adonis. Yeah, I bet you his ass betrays himself. I bet you his ass in a pair of jeans or khakis, he can't hide that shit. <laughs> And his squads, but I, yeah, but, I but I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Um, the reason I'm calling, longtime listener, uh, I'm caller, but uh, I guess my question is, you know, one of the things that we're you guys are talking about, and Dave brings up a lot, and I think I I heard it on a podcast with um, Justin Kerr, was about marketability of athletes, the cost of the games, and and I think I brought this up to you one time on a DM was. I'd love to hear Dave talk about a breakdown of not exact, but close to what exactly it takes for the game, like the cost of the game. Meaning that I think that when people are complaining about prize money, they've got to realize that, you know, we just put a lot of you guys in the hole or, the, you know, cost it in the hole versus actually making money. You know, I think Greg came out one time saying, that only three regionals made money out of the nine that they had. And that, you know, what I liked was, and I'm going, I'm kind of going all over the place here, but you can kind of bring it all together for me, is that Dana White gave the opportunity for athletes to make money. This is, this is for you to brand yourself. I'm just here as a platform. And I feel like CrossFit's kind of the same. Like, we got to stop comparing CrossFit to hockey or football rather than to golf tennis like the, the the bottom 100 people in tennis and golf they don't make money those guys are probably pros at a golf club somewhere and they do have their you know sponsorship but it's up to someone like you know tiger woods to brand himself and get those sponsors yeah he has the win but so does Fakowski, and he's branded himself with some great marketing but that's up to him not not greg or, or sorry CrossFit.com or Dave or, you know, or Dana White. I, it's even, it's even crazier than that, dude. This is, this, this could be a whole show, but it, this is the part that people really don't understand. There is, everything has changed now, obviously with the new owners. Yeah. 
people think you think you know what the crossfit games like so there's this house in san jose california it's called the winchester mystery house and it's a place where you go and you pay money and you take a tour of the house because the house is haunted right it's this giant house and it was made by um the uh the winchester fortune and it was a woman who basically uh, someone can correct me if i'm wrong or if, if I'm wrong, but the spirit of it basically is her family basically sold all the guns in the civil war to both sides, to the North and the South. Can you imagine how rich she was? I think she, she I mean, she's had more money than fucking probably Bill Gates, you know, it, it respect for her time. So she built this giant fucking house and she basically said that spirits were telling her to keep building it, keep building it. So it's this massive fucking house with stairways that go nowhere and doors that fall off of like third stories and just weird shit. Right. But it wasn't built as an amusement park. It wasn't built to be in a, something for a haunted house. People do not realize that about the CrossFit Games. You cannot even imagine what it was like working for Greg Glassman. He had no interest in making money if it compromised anything about his message. He was so torn. His soul was so broken when we took money from Reebok for the games. And he only did it pretty much because he want, he he was basically torn. He had fucking uh, 50 employees who wanted it and he didn't want it, but he still did it. And he tried to keep it in its lane. And even when Reebok got in trouble for saying a shoe, they had that shoe that supposedly made your butt firmer and they got in trouble. Greg went at, even though they were a sponsor and gave us millions and tens of millions of dollars, Greg still went after him. He didn't even care if we lost the sponsorship. You guys don't understand just because games athletes call themselves games athletes and they call themselves professional this is back then by the way this is up until like 2019 you you you're lying to you're lying to yourself you are lying to yourself it's the same way if you look at a human being and you think they're they're outside that's just their skin 98% of them is inside the skin. It's all blood and guts and poop and cells and cancer and veins and arteries and just fucking fat and bones and tendons and ligaments. People, it's all a fucking lie. And, and this isn't an attack on you, brother, but like even how you couched it, it's not even true. We're looking at a boat and you're describing a car. The, it, it, it's it's a complete misunderstanding of what was going on. And so people had expectations right. Of this thing that they called the CrossFit Games. It's the same thing with the community. Every time I hear the word community, I'm like, oh, these people really don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. This was a fucking experiment, you fucking knuckleheads. Well, he, and I think, too, he, and you're right. You're he, 100% he, right. He's so different than you. He's so different than you, not you, the caller. What was your name? Ryan. Ryan. Sorry, Ryan. Not not different than you, Ryan. He's different than all of us. He didn't care about the money. He wanted to see his health experiment take over the fucking world. And and he didn't and he even knew that it wouldn't, but he wanted the smart people to have a place to go so when the tsunami of chronic disease came, they could get on the lifeboats. He knew he had no chance of helping ninety percent of the planet. And this yeah. games thing just kind of sprouted off onto the side. And these fucking idiots and, – and he didn't know – there wasn't social media at the time. He didn't know these fucking woke morons like Katrin's daughter were going to be saying stupid shit. He didn't know that that the, the racists were going to come over and take over and start talking about inclusion or the homophobes, these segregationists, these fucking cunts. 
while Greg's trying to help the whole entire world, the big picture, these fucking obsessed, woke, fucking Nazi wannabes fucking we're going to be concerned about how many black people are in the gym and how many Asians and 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 is this been translated into Spanish and shut the fuck up they fucking they don't get it they missed it and now and now 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 it's a race to the bottom it is a race to the bottom people and you won't even see it happen because your understanding of what you were looking at in the beginning was all wrong it's a race to the bottom they they invited this precision care thing. This is fucking absurd. If I was an affiliate, I'd be fucking losing my mind. You better go. I'm not joking, people. You better go take your L1 now. There's a day is coming when that shit's going to be illegal. You're not going to be able to say the shit well, they say in there. It's going to be amazing when you see the, uh, not just the monster sponsorship, but they're going to see, you know, CrossFit Games brought to you by Pfizer. Yes, yes, you know, yes. At every, at every commercial. Yes. I mean, when I hear uh, Rosa talk about um, uh, 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 primary care, I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, I'm trying to think the last time I've ever been to a doctor. I mean, I've been to a doctor once in the last 15 years. Like, if I don't have a broken yeah. bone or I'm not bleeding out of my asshole, like, why would I go to a doctor? I give everything I need from my L1, from my local affiliate these fucking idiots talk about inclusion i just watched a fucking video on the game site about the this new like workout thing that they're doing this event which is cool i love all the community events but there's not one fucking black mexican or asian person in it not that i give a shit don't get me wrong don't get me twisted i think it should be all fucking hot people i think it should be regardless of skin or color should be all fucking hot people hot old people hot young people hot everyone but maybe even some hot dogs but um maybe even Canadian if it's good but don't tell me you give a fuck about inclusion. I see that inclusion tab on the CrossFit Inc. website. It makes me sick. I think you've lost your fucking way. You're pandering to the racist fucking EDC. You want more fucking black people in CrossFit? CrossFit Inc., go fucking build a gym in Harlem, you fucking pussies. There was a gym at CrossFit well, HQ that, that served fat people and old people only. People like me weren't allowed to go there. Well, I'm almost old enough to go there. My mom went there. That gym is gone. And that gym was there under Greg Glassman. And he had plans to open three more. One of them was in Harlem. One of them was in the Bronx. And I forget what the other one was, Atlanta or something. And he wasn't, he wasn't, and he wasn't doing it because of any of the fucking woke idiots. He was doing it because he felt like it was just the right thing to do. He wasn't doing it to like make money. He actually was doing it for this one reason. He wanted the spread of anecdotal evidence that fucking basically CrossFit could cure chronic disease. And he know those communities. One of his plans was he wanted to go somewhere where there was one of these like super big mega churches that was like primarily black people. And because th- that demographic had shitloads of type 2 diabetes and shitloads of obesity. And he wanted to infiltrate one of those and build a CrossFit gym there. Not to help black people. To help fat people with type 2 diabetes and to show that like anyone can do it. Fucking idiots. You fucking racist, homophobe, woke douches. You're ruining everything. Bye. You want to be like that? Go to fucking China. Do you know where it's like that? Do you know where there's equanimity? In jail. Ten years ago, well, I, homeless I, I, people didn't have iPhones. Now every fucking homeless person has an iPhone. You think life is bad? You want to focus on the discrepancy of wealth, how much money Be- Bezos has and these other guys have versus you? It's never been better for poor people. The goalposts have all been moved. Stop thinking poorly. Sorry, Ryan, your turn. My bad. I'm going nuts. 
<laughs> no, it's all good. I've had, I've, so I come from a family. We're all adopted and we're very multicultural. My, my brother and sister are colored. Uh, I'm, I'm white. My mom is from South Africa and she's, uh, racist, racist, racist. Well, we're allowed to say per, a person of color. So no, I just meant uh, South Africa. Everyone from South Africa is racist, black and white, but go yeah, on. Yeah. They can't help it. They got, so I remember, I remember when uh, the whole Greg thing came out, the uh, Floyd 19 thing came out and you know, it was all over social media. My sister said he worked out. Basically, she was going on her little rampage. And uh, she said, you, you work with a bunch of racists. But she didn't understand what was going on, right? Yeah. So I remember talking to my mom about this stuff. And, you know, and you go down this rabbit hole because you try to, and this is during the riots and everything. And, you know, you're trying to go down this rabbit hole and explain stuff to people. But it's hard to because not everything out of HQ is coming out of, the, out of everywhere. And, you know, you don't know exactly what's going on with Greg or anything else. And that's fine. And that's his business, not anybody else's. But I remember talking to my mom about this stuff and, you know, the whole white privilege thing came up. And I said to my mom, I'm like, okay, mom, I'm going to tell you a little story about this woman whose family fled South Africa and, you know, was able to, this person of color, and she was able to go to a school and a college eventually when she lived in Winnipeg. And got a wicked college education, became, you know, worked at a hospital, married a white gentleman uh, without any judgment and was able to have the freedom to do whatever she wanted. Um, that couple moved across country, uh, started a business, uh, business did very well, retired and had three kids. And we grew up with a swimming pool. Huh. And I said to my mom, so I said to my mom, I'm like, am I privileged? Yeah, I am. I'm, unfortunately, I am privileged, but not in the sense of like I use that privilege to put down others. I mean, I'm privileged because my parents did everything they could to give me these opportunities to go to to live in a better place, to uh, grow up with a swimming pool. To not, I mean, we weren't rich, rich, but we were we were doing okay, right? So I went to schools. I there's the odd time I went to a private school. Um, I was able to play hockey. I was able to do all these different sports and we didn't have to really worry about money. Um, in that sense, in my privilege, yeah, we were a privileged family, but not in the sense of what, you know, CNN makes you feel like the guilt that I'm supposed to feel. I'm like, no, my parents fought and, you know, provided everything, but I don't think that we should because my sister who's of color, my brother who's of color, uh, we're in the same boat as me. We all traveled in the same boat. So you can consider them privileged as well because they got that opportunity. If everything that they're saying, they, where the fuck they are, is, is true, there's still no way out except for each person to do their part. You're not going to fight racism with racism and there be non-racist as the winner. If you fight racism with racism, the winner is a fucking racist. When I, when I, when I was 16 years, when I, no, I was 18 years old and I graduated from high school and my mom bought me a, a truck 
And um, it it was pretty crazy that she bought it for me. It was a Toyota pickup truck. It was $14,000, $14,900. It was a Toyota 4x4 extra cab, brand new. She let me go in and negotiate the deal. Um, and, and we didn't have a lot of money. When I was... It was, it's nuts. It's nuts. She did that for me anyway. And when I got that truck, I told myself this is, uh, in 1990 when cars used to break down. I, how, how old are you, Ryan? I'm 46. Okay. So you remember when cars used to break down, right? Yeah, there was always, wherever you car, went, there was always like one or two right. cars on the side of the road with the hood up. And I told myself for a year, and this is before cell phones for a year, anytime I saw a car broken down, um, I don't think I've ever shared this story. For a year, every time I saw a car broken down, I would stop and help the person. And I did that. That's it. That that's that because I was privileged. When I go to the skate park, some great stories, by the way, of people I stopped and helped. Fuck. People who don't talk to strangers don't talk to angels. Remember that, people. Um uh, every time I go to the skate park, I walk around and I pick up all the trash in the skate park. Why? Because I'm privileged. What am I privileged with? I have hands, legs, and eyes. I don't sit there. Do you want to know something crazy, Ryan? I have picked up trash at the skate park 500 times. I don't know, 300 times. 300 times in the last two years. Ah, 150 times. I went from five, 150 times. And probably gone three times a week for a year. Only one time has anyone ever thanked me. It was a 12-year-old boy. I went over to his mom. I was like, hey, I picked up trash here fucking 100 times. And, uh, your boy's the only one who's ever thanked me. I mean, just parents standing around and I'm picking up all the trash because I got three little boys there. Not, no one's ever thanked me. Hey, that's a good idea. Hey, thank you for doing that. A 12-year-old boy, not that I need it. And I would have ever, never even noticed that no one else said thank you except this 12-year-old boy said it to me. I went over to his mom. I'm like, damn, you got a good kid. She goes, why? I'm like, I was picking up trash and he was skating in here and he thanked me for doing it. That's the kind of kid I want. Yeah. That's what privilege is. When you have the privilege to open your mouth and say, thank you, white privilege. It, it's never going to be fixed unless every single person does their own. Whatever, whatever your problem is, the activism isn't going to do shit. <sighs> yeah, it's too bad because I remember like even during this conversation, we were talking about, you know, in the writing. And I remember saying to my mom was, you know when they were fighting for my, and my, my uncle was a very big activist in uh, South Africa at the time. And you remember in the eighties, all you saw was rioting and the protests that you saw in from South Africa. And, uh, I've been there. It's scary. It's scary. It's a beautiful city. Like, uh, Cape Town's beautiful, but you're right. It's, you know, 80% poverty and people, you know, people are people and they, you know, you're letting the, the prisoners run the prison, not saying that, you know, there wasn't injustice and stuff like that. But I remember talking to my mom about it, saying when you guys were fighting for justice and, and the right away and, and privileges just to even go to the beach and use the water fountains, I go, I don't remember you stopping at the local stores saying you need a pair of Nike and breaking the window. Yeah, seven hundred million dollars damage to Ferguson. It's it's so unacceptable. Yeah, it's great. All right, Ryan. I, it's almost nine anyway, o'clock. I can't I, I can't believe this show's gone on for so long. Absolutely, I appreciate you taking my call. Yeah, thanks for sharing your story.
Yeah, thank I, you. I stayed so calm the entire episode. Like I told myself this morning, stay calm, be cool. And then you got on and got me all fucking wound up. <laughs> well, maybe uh, next time you got Kate and them, you know, people are saying on how you're, you know, you should be set, not censored, but watch what you say and stuff. And I haven't watched the Haley Adams uh, episode yet. I'll listen to that at work tonight. But, she was uh, great. She's a doll. She was wonderful. I'm so stoked she came on. I, it, was, it was an honor to, to, to interview her. I'm not just saying that. Like I, I, I was tickled that she accepted tickled. Right. So and I cool. Think, and I think like my, my, my only words, and I'll leave you with this is just keep yourself uncensored. Yeah, I will. You know, you know, you know how will. to pick, how to pick your, uh, your guests and, and the right things and the wrong things to say. You know that you're not, I mean, you're almost 50 years old. Like I am, you, you know how to talk to people. And communicate. I think it's not like you're going to get her on the Sibian, like, like uh, Howard Stern does. No. Maybe you could get Kate Gordon on that thing, but. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait to tell her you said that. Oh, hey, I, 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 I treated Haley like I would treat my own 21-year-old daughter. I treat every guest how I would treat my own fucking kids. And so, yeah. uh, and, and how I would treat my mom or my dad. So, uh, yeah. I, I, there, there's no there's no hypocrisy or betrayal to my character. So, right. and you know your audience, and you know your you know you know the people you're talking to. You yeah, know, and I and I can't. It would be too much energy not to be real. Then I couldn't do the show every day. Like the only the saving grace about this is I get to just come on here and do me. Yeah, I, I'm more real with right, you brother, guys than I am one. with. I'm more real with you guys on this show than I am any other time in my life. Even I'm probably even yeah. more fake when I sleep. All yep. right. Thank you. Thank you. Later, dude. Bye. Bye. Uh, so, uh, Brandon, this week's guest, uh, tomorrow um, I have Chris Masterjohn. Uh, he is a PhD in uh, nutritional science. Terrified to talk to him. What if he starts being like Paul Saladino and saying a bunch of shit I can't understand? But I think that's going to be my job. I really love having the carnivore MD on. But, man, he's so fucking smart. Like, I got to, like... I need to, I can't let them get too far ahead talking about fucking neurological pathways before stopping them and asking them some questions. So the rest of us can learn something from what they're saying. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to talk to him about, uh, sugar and, uh, the effects of sugar on the immune system. Um, so that's tomorrow morning at 7am. Um, he's also become quite the activist. I saw him with the BLM guys and the nation of Islam, at a Kyrie rally this weekend, protesting some of the shit that's going on in the NBA. Uh, then Tuesday evening, uh, I have, fuck, thank God, I have to get grounded again with uh, Kate and um, Hobart, uh, Kate Gordon and James Hobart. Then on Wednesday, I don't have a guest, but I'm trying to get, um, I've been texting with, and this is me totally fucking bragging. I've been texting with Sarah Sigmund's daughter and Rich Froning. Um, so hopefully I can get uh, one of them on Wednesday. Then on Thursday, we have uh, one of the guys that tr trains at the Mayhem Empire, um, Luke Parker. I talked about him. He was on episode 15 of The Bachelor. I, I want to tell you guys to watch that before he comes on, but it's also I, – I don't think it's – I don't think it's good for you. I don't think it's that's a healthy show. I, I, I don't feel like a better person for watching it. Um, it's fucked up. So fucked up. Uh, it, it's basically a cro emotional CrossFit for the, for the members. Um, and um, 
for the participants. And then Friday, who do we have Friday? Uh, Friday we have, oh, no one. And Saturday we have no one. Oh, Glover to share. We have the UFC. I'm trying to get um, uh, Michael Todd on. Uh, that's a professional arm wrestler. I'm trying to get uh, Devin and Brzezink, uh, Devin Lorette and John Brzezink back on. They have a match in December. All sorts of people we're trying to get on. Um, to uh, I'm looking for um, – there's two professional disc golfers I'm trying to get on. That's my way of courting Brian Friend because Brian's like hasn't been coming on the show, but I know he loves disc golf. So if I can get a couple of disc golfers on here, maybe Brian will come back on. Uh, any road classic shows with Brian this weekend? Uh, I don't know. Um, you're right. The road classic is this weekend. I probably will. Eric will get a hair um, up my ass and, and start um, panicking and, and probably do two or three shows a day on the during the weekend. I'm guessing I will, of course, beg Brian to do them. Um, if Brian can't do it or won't do it, I will have. Um, I'll also ask John Young. That was the guy who was on the Haley Adams podcast with me, and he was great. Loved him. Uh, or maybe I'll have both of them. So that's um, oh I've uh, I DM Miko Salo. I'm gonna try to get Miko Salo on. There's too many. There's too many to remember. And we got our first sponsor, uh, Barbells BarbellJobs.com, which I'm stoked about. Something I can get behind. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Thanks for calling. Peace. <laughs>